Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing killing Me. me. I'm Rainey. I'm Corinne. And thank you guys for listening. We want to send another thank you to everybody that came to our fundraiser and our birthday party. And for those of you that missed out, we have calendars for sale. Yeah. Um, They feature a bunch of our colleagues and friends and past guests of the podcast. They're hilarious. They're awesome. We will ship them to you for free. Mm -hmm. Just contact us if you'd like to buy one. They are... $20. And thank you guys so much for everyone who's already bought one. Yeah. Um, this week on the podcast, we have Zest Creative, a new, young, fresh company from Zoe, Sarah, and Eva. We're super excited to talk to them, and they really talk about what it's like to put together a fringe show on their first big project together. Their first project at all, mm-hmm. out of school for them, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Here we go. We are Zest Creative. I'm Eva Connolly-Miller. I'm Sarah McLennan. And I'm Zoe Keneally. Zest is a collective of emerging dance artists based out of Toronto. All right. Let's talk about Zest. What does it mean? What are oh, they, this what is a... Zoe, Eva, Sarah, plus T. <laughs> plus T? Yeah. We it's wrote it down. As, um, yeah, it's not as artsy-fartsy as it comes <laughs> No, that's okay. <laughs> Somebody wrote down our initials one time, and then we were like, that kind of looks like the word Zest. And then it just became that's what we were writing in our agendas when we were meeting together and eventually we said why don't we just keep it (laughs) yeah 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 i like it and is it zest just zest zest creative right is what we our official name is and did this stem from you guys working prior to be officially becoming a company or how did you guys decide that you were going officially brand it kind of started last winter when I led a, I led a garage workshop and then both Eva and Sarah approached me separately with ideas based on that. And then we said, well, why don't we all work together then if we all have a similar desire to create something? And yeah, I think that's how, that was the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we started meeting all three of us together and coming up with ideas. And applying for a lot of different things. Applying for everything. It was a few months where we were just like every week, application, application, application. We ran some workshops at the beginning to sort of like get people in the room with us. And then decided that it was maybe easier to work the three of us together first. Yeah. Why? Why was that? Why was it easier to work just the three of you, do you think? Just like figuring out ideas and... Yeah, I think too we're really conscious of valuing people's time and because we didn't have uh we didn't we weren't necessarily going to self-produce a show like we didn't have an end goal of like this is our nugget at the end and there's we need you for x amount of time um and we didn't have money to pay people mm-hmm. still don't really have money to pay people <laughs> um so you, yeah we were super wary of that and it's all it's super nice when someone approaches you and asks like hey we're working on this thing do you want to come and collab in the studio but i think um, working just the three of us and knowing we're, we're just as invested and we don't mind spending that time in the studio yeah. um, because it's our own thing. It uh, takes a little bit of the pressure off of, oh my gosh, we have these people. We have to make sure that we're not wasting their time and mm-hmm. things like that. So we just wanted to make sure that when we do take on other folks, we have the means and resources to do so. We want to hash out our ideas first. Mm-hmm. We're really figuring things out. And I think when we had our workshops at first, we had no idea what we were going to do. Um, and still like every time we meet, we're figuring new things out and it's a lot of that process. So I think right now it's, we felt that we needed just to have the three of us. Mm-hmm. It's together. only three of you in the French show. 
Yeah, so three of us dancing, yeah. and then we have three live musicians. Okay. There was a long debate about whether or not we should bring more dancers on board. Um, and then we thought about why we were doing that and whether or not it was just to have more people on stage mm-hmm. um, and whether or not we could tell the story or, or you know, communicate our idea with just three people, three movers. Mm-hmm. Because the big, I mean, well, I guess we'll talk about our show when we talk about our show, but the musicians are a big part of it. And so we didn't want to crowd the stage mm-hmm. as well. And our idea, we wanted to... Um work with musicians not just as accompaniment to the piece but also as equal collaborators in the creation of the work so they are um kind of recomposing rejigging some of our musical selections but also curating their own kind of part of the show as well so it's not just us going five six seven eight here's what we see for all of this music so they are also contributing their musical talents as well as moving with us on stage which I think will be oh. cool uh, so everyone's kind of an equal player mm-hmm. on stage right. they're just not our, our so we're band. saying six performers six performers as yeah. opposed to like three dancers three musicians mm-hmm. yeah yeah do you have like a ballpark number of how many things you applied to before you finally got something Probably five no. or six. It feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. I think the applications like, no. are just like well, so I mean, involved. Like they're so lengthy. You have to do like. I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't think it was. And they were many more. I think that. also why it felt like so many is because we really didn't know. We are tra- we're our whole shtick. I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is <laughs> we want to put dance places that maybe it hasn't been seen before. Isn't common as commonly seen. Um, bringing it to people who don't necessarily see it. So we're doing a vast range of applications for like being in an art gallery space, doing an installation kind of thing, and then also more typical like dance style things. So I think that's also why it felt like a bajillion because we were splitting our brains into all of these different concepts that were like, oh, we could use this nugget to place it in in a gallery setting. I don't think it, yeah, I couldn't. It's also very hard to apply for things when you don't have a show. So this has been, that was like a huge uh, learning experience because (laughs) each application is so different. So you're trying to tailor the thing that you're applying to that specific, um, you know, gallery, show, whatever the thing, residency, whatever it is. But without having like a thing, um, an hour of material, it's kind of like, what are we, what are we giving these people? Yes. So yeah, yeah. that's why Fringe was like the ultimate blessing of our first project because, you know, it's a lottery. So we lucked out and now we have a place to show work. And then after this, we'll have a professional credit and footage and stuff to show for. So when we do future applications, it'll be ideally a little easier. (laughs) So far in the process, do you find that you would have been able to do it just individually? Or do you feel thankful that there's groups of you? I feel so thankful for Zoe and Sarah. (laughs) Honestly, like there's, yeah, it's a lot of work and I feel like we really balance each other out. Mm -hmm. Sarah is super organized and on. Control free. Sarah's better way Yeah, and we hold each other accountable. (laughs) Yeah. Which is really nice. I do find, uh, the three brains is great to get things done. It can also be confusing mm-hmm. working because we're also all very sensitive humans. So I think we're always checking, oh, is this okay? Oh, are we doing, I'm, I want to do this. Is that okay? Um, so that's something uh, I think we're learning too is delegating and kind of giving mm-hmm. each other um, leadership space. roles yeah. and space in different, mm-hmm. co- in different areas of making this thing happen. 
because um, sometimes it does feel a little bit like too many cooks in the kitchen <laughs> and what are we actually doing right now? Um, but the application, all of those applications that we did, I think mm -hmm. was a really wonderful time to figure out like our collective voice and how how we were writing together and how we were, are we all on the same page? And you know, what are our, um, what are our main goals as a, as a team and like, what are our priorities? And that was really, I think that was like a <laughs> rough uphill climb, but now we've kind of learned like how to write together and how to, I think that'll change too, like, right? That just constantly develops how you write mm -hmm. proposals and applications, depending on the idea as a group, it just like gets developed or like mm -hmm. after you work for a certain amount of time, you realize like one direction and it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you're so distinctive about what you're trying to say. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's also interesting, like, how we write is also how we work in the studio. It's like, someone comes in with an idea, and immediately the other two are like, what if we do this? What yeah. if we do that? And no one, and whoever came in with ideas, not like, oh, but it was my idea. Yeah. It's, it's just oh. really collaborative um, with so much support from one another. And we're always so nice. feel so comfortable to bring in our mm -hmm. ideas and, like, add more and t listen to what it each other is saying and that's another thing that's so nice about it just being the three of us in the studio is like you don't feel like you have to have a clean polished proposal when you walk in like mm -hmm. it's a really safe space to come try things out and experiment with everyone in the room and then if you get stuck then you know that there's two people who can help you like work through it which has mm -hmm. been really really nice do you do you work this would be my first worry do you worry about filling like 60 minutes not honestly we have lots of chunks at the moment we're still finishing up our chunks and then ultimately we'll put them together into a concoction that will be the show um <laughs> but it's surprising how quickly that time fills up i'm yeah. finding like i'm shocked like when we when i look back and we've like filmed something we worked on that day and it's a seven minute chunk that you're like oh this was supposed yeah. to be like a song. one eleventh like as a song one of the songs that we're using um so we don't have, I, I feel like it's filling up way quicker than I thought. Right. But I also think it's because we're all feeling very, re not relaxed in the rehearsal process, but very um, safe in the Low rehearsal pressure. process. Low <laughs> um, Safe in the rehearsal process. Um, so I feel like we're letting things simmer and take the time they need. I feel like in school when I was choreographing, I was like, ticka, 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 we're yeah. doing all these things, blah, 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 all the dance moves. And I think like <laughs> this process being outside of school and having two other people who are so willing and trusting and like mm -hmm. c equally contributing to the thing has let the stuff kind of simmer which means and it's taking a little longer yeah and right. but that's okay yeah 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 it's a pleasant surprise <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're not trying like because of the nature of our show what we're trying to do is sort of build like um, a musical concert and a dance performance that are like fused kind of. So right. I think that's another thing that's giving us time is knowing like you can chill for a second and, you know, let the song finish and let the, the instruments be put down or whatever the thing is or walk away and like leave time for people to sort of like breathe. Right. Because one of the priorities of our work and our company and what we're trying to do is like make work that's accessible to people who are not dancers and we've talked about, like, why is it so much easier for people to enjoy music and go see concerts? And why is that, like, a universal thing that people enjoy, whereas dance is maybe different than that? And so we're trying to, we're trying to pull off of that. So 
the room for, you know, like letting a song finish and taking a moment and not just being like berated by dance moves for an hour, I think is part of that. So that's allowed us to kind of like ride the wave right. of the songs a bit. Have you looked into the research that's done under Creative Trust in 2010 that is talking directly to that? No. No. Yeah, they took over a bunch of companies. Well, they took over. The Creative Trust is, like, compromised of essentially dance companies, opera companies, music companies, um, theater companies. And they and they um, ha- consulted someone to do a survey. And for a year, they took audience. They surveyed audience about why and all the reasons, like the vital reasons mm. that they're showing and what type of uh, audience members are coming to certain shows and it like is like very telling of the community like in its research when they finished it it's really interesting like i think keja was a part of it and there's a few others that are really cool yeah okay we'll take a look at that for sure yeah yeah it's really cool that is super interesting i also think it's like important to make dance accessible in like the spaces that you put it in right like gallery spaces and spaces that are not the persimian theater which Mm -hmm. feel exclusive and expensive Mm -hmm. and Yes. You know? Yeah. And like, this is expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were talking about if you are a person who is not familiar with dance or seeing live theater, what the expectation is. Like, you come into this thing you don't know anything about. You're asked to sit in the dark for two hours. You're not allowed to pee. You're not you like, to talk. can't have a snack. You yeah. can't yeah. talk. Mm-hmm. And you're expected to just like take this thing in. No wonder people don't like it. I don't know. No wonder it's like a hard thing to get into. And they don't take a chance on it. No, exactly. Because right. yeah. it's like a huge. I don't know. It's it's a whole other world that is unfamiliar to you. It's like watching a movie, but <laughs> the sound is off. No one's talking, and you didn't have the like preface of what it's about, so you're just trying to figure yeah. it. It's out. like someone dumping you into a movie without giving you the trailer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to um, not do that. I would say. Yeah. Like, I, I like a bit of that, but not, we want to create a different space as well. One, yeah. obviously, like, we're dancers. We obviously love that. We yeah. We yeah. love going to see that. in a theater. We're also in a theater, so, like, ha-ha, joke's on us. Yeah. Right, that's what I was going to ask. How can you get away from, like, the preface that is already, like, you're walking into a theater? Mm-hmm. So how can you combine those two things when there's already the idea of... You're in a person. Yeah, you have these. I mean, we're still uh, figuring that all yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> I think within the sh- how we construct the show, uh, we're trying to keep it easy, breezy, beautiful. So it's not going to be like curtain call, blackout. We're starting. Yeah. Like Michael Bublé will not drop from the ceiling. <laughs> Much I think to we're my trying. <laughs> we called, but it was available. I think we're trying to, especially with the essence, like as I was saying, of there's room for. A musician switching instruments. There's room for all these things. We're, I think we're trying not to conceal right. that. We're trying to make it see like we're going to be maybe switching some. Co- I know it's going to get naked, but maybe someone's switching a, their socks or maybe someone's having a sip of water. I think we're trying to keep the actual um, kind of the piece itself a little bit more casual and and what is happening on stage. Um, because we talked about a concert, too, yeah. and how, like, the maybe the artist will say, like, this was a song that I wrote above my first love, and, yeah. da, 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 and then they take a second, and, you know, you, you have a moment in the audience to breathe before they start their next song. I yeah. think it's kind of like that. And there's some, like, banter in between. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're still, I think that'll kind of be more clear to us of how that will, how we'll execute that when we have the piece kind of stuck together a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um but I think, yeah, we're just, we're trying to stay away from curtain call, overture, 
like show begins. Yeah. The talent show, like, oh, I'm here to sing my song for mm-hmm. you and go mm-hmm. home. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we we met with our stage manager, and we were kind of explaining, oh yeah, we want to keep it casual. And she's writing that she's like, what do you mean by casual? <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she was like, is question. everyone going to be running around? Like, <laughs> what is the plan? Um, and we're like, we're going to get back to you. <laughs> How are we going to do that? Um, yeah, so we're still trying to figure that out in our heads. Yeah, and yeah, I think something also too that is a little nerve wracking is we're trying to get people in the space to watch sooner rather than later just to get feedback <laughs> before we're ready on how, how things are coming across too, which I think will also be very educational for us to see how the piece is coming across as a whole and what we can do to create that more. <laughs> What's yeah. like your biggest fear right now producing this first work together? Oh, wow. What keeps you up at night? For it's long. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been talking. I have something that keeps me up at night. Say first. You can go for a long time. It was music rights. Yeah. Oh so yeah. I know it's not any juicy hot gossip, but um, it's a logistical thing that we were because uh, under any pro- works that we had produced at school were protect. We were protected. Um, so you could use Madonna until the cows come home and Madonna wouldn't care. Um, but now all of a sudden you're in the big bad world and Madonna cares. Like she will be upset and Hilarious will be upset. So we, um, because we're doing covers of songs that exist in the world, we also want to make sure those artists are getting credit where credit is due. That was something that was really stressful to figure out what's the coverage we need our darling producer, Katrina, who's been so awesome, she was emailing like so many music productions, being like, Hi, we're this tiny dance collective in Toronto and we would like to use this song. Um, they were like, That'll be $200. And they, well, it was hilarious because things like an, an indie song we wanted to use uh, by an artist in Vancouver. Um, was like a hundred bucks, which again, you want to pay for, that's right. their work you're using. Um, but that was an indie artist asking for a hundred dollars to use their work. And then we're thinking, okay, we have about 12 songs we want to use. Mm-hmm. We're doing that. And now. some of them are like the Beatles <laughs> or like Elvis Presley. And you're like, Ooh, I'm sweating all of a sudden. Um, so figuring all of that out has been interesting. We have a, we have a plan, we have a solution. It's all good in the hood, but that was something that I was really worried about. Plan. Legitimate <laughs> plan. Yes. So can is a wonderful thing oh, cool. um yeah so anyone who's looking to use songs in their work that are copyrighted so can so can, mm-hmm. so can. Mm-hmm. even for we didn't know if you could use it because we were having the musicians play them live we thought it was for recorded stuff but apparently it's for a live performance also mm-hmm. so it's all good that was my thing though yeah i think for me right now it's just we have little bits and pieces but it's not all together so Right now, I just—it's just the fear of what are, what is our show going to be in the end. <laughs> yes, what is that what's to keeping us? me up at night? I'm like, what? How is? How are we going to fit these things together on stage? We had a change in our musicians too. Um, so we started out with four musicians, then three. Then we had three, and then two of those left. So we have two new musicians, and it's just we haven't even been in the space with them in rehearsal yet mm-hmm. they're amazing though like emily hannah and julian they're like incredible so i have a lot of trust in them but it's just i don't know how it's gonna fit mm-hmm. together yet that's what is my worry and it's just that maybe things i i want it to not seem 
too self-indulgent mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I want yeah. it to be mean something to the people in the audience, not just to us, because it means so much to us and it means so much to yeah. everyone involved. But I want there to be something for the audience as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What am I scared? I think I'm scared of like um, doing something before you're ready, kind of like who are we to make a show is sort of what I think about sometimes. And like a little imposter syndrome me of like, I don't know, we're in the French festival. That seems like something that I never kind of thought would happen or why. Yeah. Who are we to tell this story? That's like, we're talking about universal concepts, but that's why we're trying to stay really true to our own experiences and pulling off of how we feel about love and our experiences of love and stories of love. But it still sometimes feels like, we're making a show. Uh, who are we? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. You're never really ready, though, right? Yeah. That's okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you fake until you make it, I yeah. think. And that's why we have those, we have people coming in, again, like, before we're ready to show it. Before mm-hmm. it's ni- nice and clean and tidy. Which I also don't think this show ever really will be, like... I mean, it's going to be finessed and finished. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be, like the perfect glittery show. I don't know. Because we're trying to keep that casual sort of. Yeah. I think we're trying not to be too hard on ourselves. We're trying to remember it's our first thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a big thing, but it's our first thing. And yeah. And we're trying to stay true to our, ourselves yeah. and not my, that's my other fear is like not trying to be like anybody else or not trying to, I don't know, fall into things that other people do kind of just because they've been done. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, try, and not, also not avoiding things because they've, been, they've done. been done. Yeah. 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 It's that idea of like, if is anything original right now? Mm-hmm. Right? Because we've all been consuming the exact same media for so long. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, we thought we'd love to work with musicians. As soon as we decide to make a show of us and musicians, all these other shows with live musicians on stage are out. And we're like, oh, well, we thought we were. That was new, but perhaps not. Yeah. Other shows that are announcing it that are in the fringe as well, or no, just yeah, like just in the had been performed. But maybe we're mm-hmm. just noticing it because we were like, that's maybe our true. exciting thing. Maybe and we're I just think, tuned in. Yeah, it's so cool though, and I think that was something that because I had never worked with musicians in this way before. Um, but they sent us little recordings of things they had done, and I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, it felt very original because it was something, like, they had created. We had never heard – I had never heard that before. Yeah. So that felt, like, very original and exciting to me. I mean, people work with musicians all the time, but I feel like that's going to be our little nugget of this is a unique experience for us. Yeah. yeah. To get – we're so lucky to be able to work with these We're people. just excited that they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Asking someone to prom, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. We had our first meeting with them, and we were all really nervous. It felt like a yeah. first date. Yeah. We were all really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they like it. Yeah. Well, and it's also funny talking about your show. I think it's hard. You tell your, you know, you talk to your mom. Mom, I'm making this show, and we're so excited. And this is what it's about. Your mom, of course, is like, oh my god, sweetie, so great. Um, but your you're like off. pitching this idea to other artists, yeah. and you're like. Enough to dedicate your time. Enough to, yeah, spend a whole... It's a lot of time with all of us. Yeah, and I think they're not used to... They're like, oh, it's a 50-minute show. Like, that's easy for us. We don't need a lot of rehearsals. That's something that they were saying because for them, they're, like, able to pull all the music together really quickly. And we're like, we need a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) 
it takes us a while. I think it's, yeah. And I think it's the same thing, like being scared to talk to, or not scared, but being um, nervous to talk to them is a similar feeling of like nervous to sell your show before it's done, which is also right. what I'm feeling right now because we've had to fill out a lot of fringe forms where you're, you know, you come up with your publicity blurb and all this and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh wow. Okay. Well, I guess this is happening. Yeah. Also hard to come up with all that stuff when you're like not even sure what it is yet. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like the applications for things when you don't yeah. have a show right. again. Yeah. Like, who knows? This is what it was preparing me for. Yeah. It could take a very dark turn at this yeah. point. And then we've marketed it as this, like, come hang out with us. Have fun. We're talking about love. Woohoo. And it, we don't know we how don't it's know. all going to end up. So, yeah. yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your choice to bring in a producer and the reasoning behind that instead of just doing it all yourselves? Yeah. Uh, I think it started because we were sort of feeling like, wow, three brains is great, but we need someone to keep us on track and say like, Hey, you have a form due, you have a schedule you need to do, you, you know, and someone to help us with the admin side of things like the emailing and asking for music rights is huge. Um, we're trying to do some fundraisers. So Katrina has been instrumental in reaching out to people and finding space and advocating for us. Um, and did she approach us originally saying like, if you need yeah yeah she was really interested in our project and said like i'd love to be involved um in any way that you need as an outside eye or a performer or a producer and katrina was in um, our class at ryerson and i we knew how organized she was she produced a show right after we graduated well before we graduated Mm -hmm. she produced her own show Mm -hmm. and then um helped produce our classes remount of a show we did so she's like a hustler (laughs) so she's been great more organized than I am. Even. Which is saying a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Yeah. She's email queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it was a consult just because, yeah, three cooks in the kitchen, it gets, some things get lost in the shuffle. So it's nice to have her kind of be our leading lady in the producing side of things, um, which gave us time to focus or gives us the time and the ability to focus on the more creative side of things. On the making the piece. On the making the piece part. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it is just nice to have that one point of contact, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we could have done it ourselves, but I am so, so, so grateful that she is. Right. <laughs> yeah, and um, we had her come in as an outside eye a couple yeah. weeks ago, so yeah. she's a nice like member of the team, I think. Yeah, she's like a, a renaissance lady. She knows a lot of things about a lot of things, so yeah. it's nice to have her on board and, yeah creatively, organizational wizard-wise. Yeah, she helped us great. find a stage manager. She... Mm-hmm. That was also big because we were worried about that. Mm-hmm. She's been doing so much with the music rights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's been her whole project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what theater are you guys at? We're at Factory. Factory Theater. At the main space. Yeah. yeah. Are we worried about butts and seats yet? Or is that a thing? That's not yet keeping me up at night, but it probably will keep me up. Thanks, Rainy. Thanks for that. Starting now. Yeah. If you have us back in June, yes. <laughs> Talk to me in about a week. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's a good location because it's close to kind of the fringe hubbub. They have that um, fringe pub Scatting. at Scatting Court, mm-hmm. Dundas and Bathurst. So, yeah, and we're hoping that people who aren't necessarily attracted or wouldn't look at a dance show and be like, oh, I really want to see that. Um, we're hoping that people who are interested in music will come and see as well. And just um, fringe people yeah. go see fringe. Yeah. Like yeah. Fringe is such an amazing platform because if we were to just produce a show, we would probably reach a tenth of the people who 
can now come see us in Fringe because they will have seen us, you know, on the Fringe site and in the book or at someone else's show we were listed or whatever, um, which is amazing to be part of this, like, big Toronto event. Very exciting, I think. And I think we're, from the beginning, we were not really wanting to make dance just for dancers. So this is a great way to reach more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And will they come? We don't know, but <laughs> it's nice to have the option. We'll be on stage. <laughs> we'll certainly be there. If anyone wants to come and hang out with us, we'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there seven times. Oh my God. <laughs> Our number one fan. We're sending you your invoice now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what's the show? What's the show about? Besides being casual, what's the what are we what are, what's the premise here? So we want everyone to come and just be casual. <laughs> be cool, everyone. Be cool. So, it's um, so we've taken songs about love, and well, our first meeting with our musicians, who are, only one of them is still the same musician, we all brought in a song about love and just kind of talked about what it meant to us. And from those songs, we're, we're taking those songs um, and we're creating movement based on those, like based on our memories and uh, all this stuff that those songs bring up for us and for the musicians and someone else coming. <laughs> um, um, we're talking about love because it was... Um, we Again, this is all stemming from like, how do we make a show that resonates with people who aren't just here to see our dance moves and if we can kick our face and how many pirouettes we can do. So we thought, what's a concept that everyone understands and has some experience with? And so we figured love was that. And then we were thinking like, why are people so obsessed with love songs? It's the topic of how much, you know, how many films and TV shows and books and Mm -hmm. art and all this stuff. So that was our universal concept that we were starting with. But then again, for it to be genuine and Uh, um, coming from us we thought we'd pick songs love songs that meant something to us or maybe we had like an experience or a memory with or something like that and that first meeting was really nice because it was just sort of like a sharing moment to talk about um, these things in our past or whatever our memories and it brought us closer to the musicians as well which was nice Um, and we're trying to maybe integrate some of those stories into the show as well like Mm -hmm. why we picked the songs is it just romantic love or is it it's everything Familial love and friendship and self love. We're and still not sure if familial is a real word, but it's <laughs> totally <laughs> And maybe like loss of love and right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're again and love of music, love of music, yeah. yeah, yeah, and love of movement and yeah, yeah. And so we're we're trying to find a way to touch on all those things, yeah. Which is also a little. It's a lot of things. Ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, who are we to think that we're making a show about every type of love? We're going to try. <laughs> but that's why we really brought it back to our stories. Yeah. Right. Because we were like, we, of it. we were trying to tackle more than we could because we we're like, well, what about this? What about that? And we're like, okay, just take what that song means to us, the story, like what it makes me think of and mm-hmm. base it off of that. And start, yeah, starting from the music was yeah. a nice place to do that. For yeah. Me. And we just love this idea of that there can be a song and one person hears it and they have, it brings up all these Mm-hmm. stories for them and then so many other, hundreds of other people lif- listen to the same song and it brings up different stories for them mm-hmm. and it's just this like meeting point this song yeah yeah and we're trying to find like as many ways in for people as possible so maybe it's like you know the same idea as the concert like you hear your favorite song or you know the words to that song so it's 
it's bringing up something for you. Or like if I were to talk about, I don't know, my first date at this coffee shop, maybe you're like, wow, I had a similar experience. So we're looking for how many, how many ways in for people that we can offer them mm-hmm. to make it accessible to as many people as possible, I think, right. which is where the stories came from as well. The narratives, because it gives people something else to relate to um, if you don't understand why we're doing whatever dance moves we're doing or whatever. Why you're doing four pirouettes. Not that you need to know why, but if you wanted to know why. We've right. been practicing. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, there's like an interesting idea about making your piece accessible and like having lots of ways in for people and like why music is so successful for people mm-hmm. because it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And how you consume them are very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, because think of, like, you can listen to music every second of every day. People yeah. listen to music sitting out there, sitting at work, and people listen to music on their commute to work. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily put dance on the TTC in mm. rush hour. People have tried. <laughs> I do it. Um, so I think by the nature of the beast, because it's moving bodies in space, yeah. it's hard for it to be mm-hmm. as, like, infiltrated into our lives as music, something like right. music is. Um but it is kind of nice to to think like the that I think music is such a nostalgic thing for people, and it is such a good gateway for them to be exposed to dance for maybe the first time, which is right. lovely. Um, and then maybe introducing the like, oh, that sound looks like this, or that sound reminds me of that. Maybe a different way of consuming the music that they you listen to mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, but it's a lot to, when you think about it too much, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, but we kept coming to that, coming back to the idea of a concert and like mm-hmm. why anyone can go see um, a live music show and take something away from it mm-hmm. and what that is and trying to like pinpoint that and use it Yeah, for our show. Yeah. Still not, ex- you know, I couldn't articulate exactly what that is, but you're we're <laughs> reaching. <laughs> we're searching. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which songs have we brought in so far? Just out of our own curiosity without ruining anything. Yeah. Um, there's about 10 yeah. or so. And some of them, uh, we had ta- uh, we brought in love songs, but I was also surprised at um, the so- some of the songs that when I was thinking of my contribution of what my song was, I was like, this isn't really a love song, but it's a song that reminds me of the kind of when I first met my partner and it was the music, the like mm. soundtrack to our lives kind of at that point. Right. And I was like, that's cool. And so he was like, is that a love song? And I was like, no. Whoa. <laughs> but, but I was like, it's really, <laughs> um, it was really meaningful to like the, that time in my life. So it's also the, the theme of a love song. Like what is a love song? Right. Because a, a sound or a song can fill you up with so much feelings of love without ever actually mm-hmm. talking about love. Um, but we have, uh, I think you, break, should, yeah, you should talk about your songs. Actually, my okay. Yes. Um, I also have a song. So my partner's in the show. He's like a musician. So he and I both picked songs from the same group Breakbot. So that was cute. And <laughs> I don't know. So we have Baby I'm Yours and One Out of Two by them. And I picked mine because it was just like, they, it was. I guess it was music we were listening to when we first started dating. Um, and then I also am bringing in You're No Great, 
What? <laughs> there is no greater love. Um, and specifically the Amy Winehouse version, but mm-hmm. since we're doing it live, it's not right. going to be her. But that I picked because I just really love Amy Winehouse. That voice. That's what that part of the show is going to be about, how much I mm-hmm. love her. <laughs> so a little bit more about like when you guys are in the studio. Do you, how do you rotate who's creating what kind of? I know you guys all have input, but do you kind of go into the space one day and be like, okay, Zoe's going to run a specific portion and then you create based on that? Or how do you negotiate this? Kind of. One of the things that we talked about when we had that first conversation with the musicians was we wanted them to also, like like we said, have, have them as equal players on stage, but also equal contributors in the creation process. Yeah. So we said to them, like, okay, this song that you brought in, like, what is the ideal thing in your perfect world? What do you want happening on stage when mm-hmm. that song is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, that was also to create a show that was not all driven by, like, one person that had, like, some diverse action mm-hmm. on stage. So we have yet to see, like, what that might be. Um, but we sort of each are taking control of a song, sort of taking the lead on a song, mm-hmm. I guess. Not necessarily our songs. It has been so far, but um, depending on how the rest of the breakdown goes. But, like, for instance, you know, if I have my song, I'll say, like, hey, guys, I'd love to work on this um, Arkell song next week. And then I've thought about it a bit. I come in and I have some ideas. And then what happened recently was <laughs> it all <laughs> fell apart. And I said, help, help, <laughs> help. <laughs> and then Eva and Sarah were wonderful and offered like, well, what if we try this? What if we try this? And it's remembering that we're doing a show with live musicians and how can we use that to our advantage? I feel like we created the problem that we were like, <laughs> yeah, I have this idea. And then I said, what if you do that with the musicians? And you were like, Oh fuck. <laughs> was like, that would be great. And then you just were like, okay, everything's gone. For <laughs> it's what I, I was going to show you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Working with the musicians and seeing, cause we're trying not to just use them as accompaniment. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like a big, and so far when we're in the studio, we're like, okay, let's create this dance. But it's like, no, that, that's not what we're trying to... Because we've been separate from them yeah. so far. Just because we had a little switcheroony with right. some new musicians. So yeah. we actually have rehearsal today and are going to be in the space with two of our three musicians, mm-hmm. which is very exciting because I think that that will completely change how we work. Yeah. And there was, uh, with our previous roster of musicians we were in um because we had a percussionist working with us so we were like can't really bring drum i mean you could bring drums to the dance studio so we went to their rehearsal space which is like they rented um which was cool to witness and that those were very different kinds of rehearsals they were definitely we were there contributing oh what if I mean, we're not musicians and don't really know how to direct music. So that's also been interesting. Being like, right. hmm, how do I use my words? But we have our to, ideas. Yeah, we weird. have our ideas that we're, because for our songs, everyone kind of, or your song, everyone had an idea of what they wanted it right. to sound like. Um, so those were cool rehearsals to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. a part of because it's amazing to just see them go like this. And you're like, Oh yes. Perfect. Um, it's still crazy to me how Julian can listen to a song and then just be like, and play it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said, but you know what I mean? Like it's amazing. Like they are just so good at what they do. It's, really cool and it's amazing that they're on board with us so are they also working openly to like be bodies that are being choreographed yeah one of them is uh emily was like i want to move as much as possible (laughs) wow she's like um 
she was on tour and then she left because it was too much too too um not creative creative enough and so she's just looking I think for creative work and she was actually thinking wow I'd really like to work with dancers and then Julian reached out to her and said hey would you like to be part of this (laughs) dance show yeah and so yeah the shorthand that musicians have with each other is crazy like listening to people create music they're like oh do this and then they do something and they're like no a little like a little bit more like this and then it just like changes and you have no idea what they just said to each other because you don't it is another language 100% watching jazz and they're just like looking at each other with their they do stuff with like their eyebrows yeah. like everyone knows what that means yeah. non-verbal yeah. It's, it's I think that's a big inspiration too for us at least like in some of my sections I was like I just want to do what the musicians how the how the, the musicians communicate yeah, yeah. communicate yeah. the same way as they are which yeah. is cool because I wonder if musicians look at dancers and say like how do they know the things that they know yeah. how do they communicate yes. like that yeah. Yeah. Right. but to us it's like well, what are the musicians names Emily Steinwall um, Hannah Barstow and Julian Bradley Combs Hannah I'm sorry if I said your last name wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you are choreographing their bodies into the into the piece into the that's a plan yeah. yeah we want everyone to kind of like we're also maybe going to sing TBA on that? I think we are singing. <laughs> wow. I'm trying yeah. to do it all, you know? I think we're just trying to make it this like mixing pot of are we are we humans? Are, are we, we dancers? <laughs> like what questions we ask I think everybody. we're trying to we ask ourselves every day. But um trying to kind of like debunk the like you're a dancer, it's, you're a body yeah. movie yeah. space. But also like I think we're trying to be as human as much mm-hmm. as possible up there as well. Um, so if it means that you come and we're singing, that's... I'm excited. Slash speaking. Slash speaking. Yeah. We're just, we're very open to a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we want the musicians to get something, a unique experience out of this too. Mm-hmm. And we want mm-hmm. yeah, to be worthwhile for them. And what's really cool is that both Emily and Hannah are offering original pieces into mm-hmm. the show wow. as well. Oh, yeah. Man. Which is pretty cool. So we're very lucky to have them. Yeah. Yeah. I li- they sent us a recording from their first rehearsal. They had just played through the music once, and it sounded phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> I was blown away. <laughs> like, it was so amazing. So it's, I don't know, it's just very cool to have them with very us. Very exciting. Yeah. 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 Uh, it means that we're creating, I think, in a different way than we would. Of course, then we yeah, would right. if it was just the three if of us. If it's just the three of you in a studio recording to a track, you're probably going to fall into like your old habits exactly. that you got yeah. from school. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like be taking in anything new, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. Obviously, there's room for you guys for your next works to be different, but do you think you'll continue along this route of working with live musicians as Zest Creative continues? I would love to. I would love to. Really, we're like tunnel vision, eye on the prize right, right now, but... I mean, one yeah. of our proposals or one of our thoughts like a long time ago, which still might be interesting, is like a creative exchange kind of like broken telephone with um, a different artist of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, we have a poet compose something for us and then we give that to a musician, they make something from that. And then the musician gives that to right. a dancer and the dancer gives that to an artist. Like what happens? <clears throat> right. How many people can we bring into this sort of like experiment? And I'm still very excited by that. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be really cool. Yeah, so we're open. Inside, we, outside. We want to work with artists of like different disciplines, mm-hmm. right? As much as we can. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's super important 
working with different people all the time, especially right now. Right. Mm -hmm. It's especially if you want to create work that's accessible and not just dance for dancers. Mm -hmm. Right. And diversify like experiences and opinions and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Cause each, yeah, each new person you bring in shapes the thing you create. Yeah. in such a unique way. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and it kind of comes back to what you were saying earlier of there's nothing original anymore and how do we how do we react to our lives and the world and all this media we're consuming? And I think that like we all have different getting all those different points of view kind of riddled in along right. in your creative process is super helpful in finding new ways of pr- producing mm-hmm. work or putting something out right. because it is a little broken telephone. Mm-hmm. It's all of this information coming from X number of sources as opposed to you just working with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. is being an artist fucking killing you? Sometimes. You all have to answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I said to Sarah today, is it helping me live? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, is it giving me sustenance? Is it, no. is it like doing the logistical helping me live of like paying my bills and all that great stuff? No. But is it helping my soul live? Yes. I think yes. Yeah. So it's keeping mm-hmm. me alive, but it's also like killing me to stay alive, you know? Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a rat. Yes. That doesn't, that's kind of a cop-out answer, but... <laughs> Killing you and giving you life yeah. at the same time. Yeah. This like what I'm doing, what I need to do to stay alive, aka dancing, is ki- is killing me. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> Sarah. Um. Yeah, it's funny. We were also talking today about like we're in our little bubble of a process right now, which is awesome. And whenever we go into the studio together, I'm like, this is great. If this could be our lives every day, this would be so cool. Um. So that part of it isn't. I think that's super fun and that's super, we are so lucky to be able to get to do that. We are so privileged to be able to get to do that. So that part's not, like, you guys aren't killing me. Thank you. Um, I'm honored. But I think, like, it's a pretty cutthroat industry to be in and that's really hard. Like, when you're, you know, it's, you gotta be okay with all the no's in the world and that's really hard to. I mean, we're doing this because there was nothing else. Like yeah. you're making work because you weren't getting was... yeses. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's just simply not enough jobs for everybody. So you have Especially to make it happen. in the city. Yeah. 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 But it's exciting. Cause if you make it happen for yourself, then you get to do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Zest has made it. I'm dying a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because of Zest. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like finding the people who sort of like are on your, the same page as you is, is a very wonderful thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. Ladies. When are your show? Uh, what are the dates? Do we read them aloud? Yeah. Like Give them story to us. time? <laughs> so it's called Love Notes. And it's at the Toronto Fringe. At Factory Theatre. At Factory Theatre Main Space. And our dates are? Uh, Wednesday, July 3rd at 10.30. Friday, July 5th at 6. Saturday... Saturday, July 6th at 8.15, Sunday, July 7th at 10.15, Wednesday, July 10th at 8, Friday, July 12th at 4, and Sunday, July 14th at 2.15. Wow. 10.30 p.m. Oh, but it's our, uh, it's going to be a preview performance, preview, so it's $6. Yeah. $6 wow. for the show. Yeah. And so, it's, we're hoping we're going to get that concert crowd who are like, oh, music. Right. That's good. A later show. 
We are also performing at the end of August in Your Dance Fest. Oh, yay. Which is very exciting. So that's the weekend of the 24th. Yes. So that's super exciting. So we'll be doing an excerpt of of this. this show. So one of your applications was successful. Yeah! <laughs> one of the five or one of the hundred? Either. Yeah. Don't answer. No. He was like, that was killing so me. Many. Like, so many. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for Thank coming you. in. It's been so great. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you can find us basically anywhere you listen to anything ever. So iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Go on there, download it, subscribe. Also go onto our Facebook, like, and... Uh, Subscribe, go to our Instagram, follow us, leave a review, give us five stars, give us four stars. Maybe don't give us one star, but we still love you. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you later.